And welcome to the Anton Shofar podcast. Um, today we'll be talking about Jesus is the word and the spirit of prophecy. Now, we know we live in the last days and especially what we've witnessed in regards to prophetic ministry that's taken place, caused a lot of confusion with the presidential election that occurred in 2020 between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. You had quite a bit of people who gave prophetic words saying that Donald Trump would win by a landslide and he'll be reelected. And it was more than one person. It was numerous people who made these prophecies and they didn't end up coming to pass. Um, I believe now, just in general, within the body of Christ, especially here in America, um, there's never really been proper teaching on prophetic ministry. Um, you have some people that are in a new apostolic reformation who say that they're super apostles and super prophets, that they exceed the apostles in the early church, the apostles who walked with Jesus. And it's just a lot of things that's out there that's kind of kooky and all. But primarily what we want to connect is Jesus is the word and he's also the spirit of prophecy. The main thing that we want to focus in in this teaching is how the word of the Lord would come up on the prophets in the Old Testament. And most of the time, most definitely, they were moved by the Holy Spirit, but the word of the Lord, which we'll take a study about when it would come unto the prophet, it was an actual physical manifestation of God would appear to them and would inspire them to speak his word. We're going to look at the actual Hebrew word for word when we see in the Old Testament word of the Lord. The word for Hebrew word is debar, which is speech, word, speaking, thing, saying, utterance. Also, when we go over to the New Testament and we look at John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When we look at the Greek word for word, that word means it's commonly known as the written word of God. And also, too, you have another Greek word for word is rhema, which is the personal speaking of God to us. However, we have to realize we have to embrace early Christianity, the early church, and also that Jesus was born in the flesh, a Jew, and his 12 disciples were Jewish. So we have to understand culturally when we're looking at the scriptures from a Jewish perspective to better understand what's being said to us. So what we're going to look at is Memra, which is the word of the Lord. The word for word in the Aramaic is Memra. 
That means in the passages in the Bible, instead of talking about the logos of God or the word of the Lord, let us discuss the memory of the Lord coming to people. And it just so happens that in the Targums, those in the Aramaic translations of the Old Testament, the Jews of Jesus' day were used to reading as their Bible and the memory of God as a manifestation of God or Yahweh shows up in many places. So we're going to look at that. So when we go over to John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Let's drop down to verse 14. It says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we have to understand in the context of, like we said, the memra was the manifestation of God will show up to people. So the word of the Lord. So we're going to look at that in context. Let's go over to 1 John, and we're going to look at chapter 5, verse 4 through 9. just want to also point out that Jesus... When it talks about Jesus, it says, Lo, he's come in the volume of the book. That's in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, Psalm 40, verse 7. And then Jesus also stated that he didn't come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill it. But let's go over to 1 John 5, chapter 5, verse 4 through 9. And it says, And whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. And if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. So we look at verse 7 of 1 John chapter 5. It says, For the three that bear record, Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. So the Word is 
the son. It is Yeshua. It is Jesus. So let's let's dig in because we really want to focus on how in the Old Testament, like we like we began the study, we said in the Targums, how it was the Aramaic translation, how Jews read the Old Testament during that day. And it really focused on the memory of God as the manifestation of God will show up to many people. We can see this in Genesis chapter 15 with Father Abraham, which he's Abram. So let's go over to Genesis chapter 15. And let's look at verse 1 through 7. And these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thy heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. So verse number one, we want to focus, and then we'll drop down to verse, verses nine through 14. But let's go back up to verse number one. It says, and after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. So what comes to Abram in a vision, not an auditory sound where he can just hear, but it's something that he can actually see comes to him in, in a vision and he begins to give him the word he begins to tell um abram that you will have some some your air will come out of your own bowels um and he was referring to isaac now we drop down to verses 9 through 14 and he said unto him take me a heifer of three years old and a she go to three years old and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a pigeon. And he took him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one on another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham or Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror a great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Now of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with the great substance. So what this is, is referring to 
is the children of Israel, when there was a famine and Joseph, how God orchestrated Joseph going down into Egypt, his brother sold him into slavery to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites, I believe, end up, um, it was either the Ishmaelites or the Midianites, they end up selling him into slavery, Egyptian slavery. And eventually Joseph arose to be second in command to Pharaoh. He brings his family down there, saves them from dying from a famine, saves actually inspired through the Holy Spirit to give him divine wisdom to know how to handle the famine that was coming up on the world at that time. But eventually the children of Israel end up becoming slaves for 400 years. And God is giving Abram the word, a prophetic word that's in regards to the future. So we see that the Memra, the word of the Lord shows up in a physical manifestation in a vision and is conversing with Abram. All right. So when we go over to Genesis chapter 20, verse seven, because Abraham was just not a father of the faith. He was also too a prophet. Let's go over that. And he was a friend of God. Genesis chapter 20, verse seven, it says, now therefore restore the man, his wife, for he is a prophet and he shall pray for thee and thou shall live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shall surely die and thou and all that thou are thine. So in the context of Genesis chapter 20, Abram goes down and Abimelech, he, he tells Abimelech, which was partially true that Sarah was his half sister, but she was actually his wife also too. And Abimelech had saw how beautiful Sarah was. It was like, okay, I'll go ahead and take her as a wife. Um, the Lord appears to Abimelech and a dream and tells him that Abraham is a prophet, that Sarah's his wife, not to touch her, to give Sarah back. And um, he complies to um, the commandment of the Lord, but it shows that Abraham is a prophet. So we fast forward to the John chapter eight, the New Testament, because the New the Old Testament is concealed. The New Testament is revealed. So it gives us in context what occurs. So when we look at John chapter 8, verse, starting at verse 51, this is very, very, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou has a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man may or if a man keep my saying, he should never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that is 
your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And then they took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So here we see that the word of the Lord shows up in a vision to Abraham all the way back in Genesis chapter 15. And these Pharisees and Sadducees, they couldn't wrap their mind around that Jesus was actually, he's the word, he's the memra. Um, they couldn't wrap around that. And he, Abraham rejoiced for his day. So we pull that in the context. So let's go over to 1 Samuel chapter 3. So when we go over to 1 Samuel chapter 3, pretty much the backdrop of, of this particular uh, passage of scripture and within 1 Samuel, we see that Samuel's mother was barren. She had went to the temple. She had prayed and the Lord granted her request. She ended up getting pregnant. She ended up dedicating, rededicating or dedicating Samuel to the Lord and took him to the high priest's house, Eli, to be dedicated to the Lord. And we know that Eli had these wicked, evil sons, which were there very vile. They committed a lot of abominations and all. They were sleeping with women inside the temple. Um, they were thieves. They were doing all types of ungodly things. And Eli, being in a leadership position, failed to correct them. So we see in this chapter that God begins to raise up a true man of God, a true prophetic voice. So when we look at verse one, it says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. And there was no open vision. So Samuel begins to minister unto the Lord, and there was no really open vision. There was no prophetic revelation. Um, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, without vision, the people perish. Without prophetic vision, the people of God really are prophetic direction. People perish. So we look at verse two and it says, and it came to pass that at the time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. So Eli, in a sense, when we look at um, the church of Laodicea, that they were, they were, they had the in, inability to see became um, just not a physical condition. It's a representation of a spiritual condition where 
he couldn't see things in the spirit. This verse three, it says, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel lay down to sleep. So Samuel was nearby the ark of God, or the presence of God. And that verse four, and that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I callest not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So the word of the Lord was not yet revealed unto him. Verse 9, Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. In the day that I will perform against Eli and all the things which I have spoken concerning his house, when begin... I will make also an end, for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vow, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor for offering forever. And Samuel laid until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, here am I. And he said, what is the thing that the Lord has said unto thee? I pray thee, hid it not from me. God did so to thee, and more also. And if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he said unto thee, and Samuel told him, every wit and hid nothing from him and he said it is the lord and let him do what seemeth him good and samuel grew and the lord was with him and he did not let any of his words fall to the ground so samuel was a true prophetic minister that none of his words fell to the ground and it says and the lord and excuse me this is verse 20 and all of Israel from Dan even to Bathsheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. So the Lord had established him to be a prophet. Verse 21, and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So the Lord appeared again in Shiloh to Samuel and revealed himself by the word of the Lord. So we have a couple of key points. We have to notice voices do not stand. People do. The other thing is God appears once again in a physical form 
and is referred to as the word. So we we tie this in that Jesus is the word and the spirit of prophecy. So he gives prophetic inspiration and and speaks to the prophets and it's one of the um, manifestations of God that really inspires the prophets to move in their prophetic ministry as we see with Abram and likewise we see with Samuel, the prophet Samuel. Let's go over to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah. And we're going to look at chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. Says the word of Jeremiah, the son of Hekiah, the priests that were in Ananoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, the king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, a king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee, and I adorn I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to do to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am the Lord with thee and deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in my mouth. So here we see the memra, the word of the Lord comes upon Jeremiah. He ordains him to be a prophet. He anoints him to go out. He gives him, um, he ushers him into his prophetic ministry. And then when we look at verse nine, the Lord put his hand and touched his mouth. And the Lord said unto him, I'll put my words in my mouth. So we see the memory of the word, the word of the Lord appears unto Jeremiah and he puts prophetic words in his mouth, which is the spirit of prophecy. Let's go over to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter one. And we're going to look at verses one through three. And it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were open, and I saw a vision of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's 
captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzah, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river of Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. So here we see the memra, the, the word comes upon Ezekiel in a vision, and he begins to move in the spirit of prophecy, and he begins to give Ezekiel prophetic words to speak the word of the Lord. Let's go over to Hosea chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came unto Hosea, the son of Berah, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel. So here's Hosea. The word of the Lord comes up on Hosea. So Hosea begins his ministry as a prophet. Let's go over to Joel 1 and 1. See how Joel is ushered into the prophetic. The word of the Lord came unto Joel, the son of Pithalal. So we see again, the word of the Lord comes up on Joel, prophet Joel. So the word of the Lord comes to Memra. Let's go over to Jonah chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 2. And the word, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. So here the word of the Lord comes up on Jonah. He tells him to go to Nineveh and to cry against it because of wickedness. Now, in today's time, churches celebrate, oh, the prophet is coming. He's going to prophesy material things. He's going to prophesy money and blessings, and, and I'm going to be a millionaire, or, or um, I'm called to be an apostle, I'm called to be a prophet, and he prophesies smooth things. Normally, when you speak the oracles of God, you have to speak the tough things. The prophets, especially in the Old Testament, were sent to bring people to repentance, to turn their hearts back unto God, to turn it away from idolatry. And he would tell them, if you don't repent, judgment's going to come. In this case, Jonah was sent out to a heathen nation, the Assyrians, to speak to them. But most of the prophets of Judah and Israel, they were sent to turn the people, the people, the quote unquote, supposedly people of God away from idolatry back to serving God. And they would forewarn them. But most of the prophets that prophesy, most of the people, even Jesus said, you guys pretty much killed all the prophets. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, we're going to go to uh, Micah. Chapter 1, verse 1, says, The word of the Lord that came unto Micah, 
the Morathite, in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. So the word of the Lord comes up on Micah. All right. Let's go to Zephaniah. We're going to look at chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord which came unto Zephaniah, the son of Cushai, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, the king of Judah. So here the word of the Lord comes up on Zephaniah. So we see the consistency. So the spirit of prophecy is also connected to the memra, the word of the Lord, the manifestation of the word of the Lord coming upon the prophets and ushering them into their prophetic ministry and putting his words in their mouth. I like Amos 3 and 7, which says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So the prophets were the servants of the Lord. They delivered the word of the Lord. So we have to make sure that we're consistent on that. Amen. I want to go ahead and let's go to Second Peter. We're going to go to Second Peter. And we're going to go to chapter one. And we're going to look at verse 18 through 21. It says, and his voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto the light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn that the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is a private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but a holy man of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So consistently, the prophets of old, they didn't speak the will of man. Like you saw people who were prophesying Trump is going to win by a landslide. They were speaking out of their own flesh. They were speaking um, by their own will. And even some were speaking through a lying spirit and not relying upon the Holy Spirit and the word to really speak through them. So we can't get caught up in personalities and people who are Christian celebrities who preach on these different platforms that their words overtake the scriptures. Whatever they say has to line up with the scripture. So we have to be able to rightly divide the word of God. Now, let's go over to Revelation chapter 1, 
because we see how the word, which is Jesus, shows up to John, the apostle John, and the island Patmos, and he begins to give him what to write in the book of Revelation. So Revelation chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which he gave unto him to show unto his servants things that must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by the angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and all the things that he saw. Blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand john to the seven churches which are in asia grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from jesus christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that has loved us and washed us from our sins and his own blood. And he hath made us kings and priests unto God, his father to him. Be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they which pierced him and all kindred of earth shall well because of him. Even so. Amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was an owl that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, what thou seest right in the book, send unto him seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, unto Laodicea. So we see how John is moving to write the book of Revelation that Jesus is indeed the spirit of prophecy. He begins to speak to John. He begins to show him things in the vision, the memra. The, let's conclude at verse 10 of, of Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the Torah, the prophets all spoke of Jesus. It all gives the words of the Lord. It all contains Jesus came to fulfill the, fill the law. He, when Jesus walked the earth, he was the walking Torah, the walking word. So we see how we connected the memra, the word of the Lord, that Jesus is the word and he is the spirit of prophecy. 
We must, in these last and evil days, be students of the word to really seek out the scriptures, to know the scriptures for ourselves. So we're not deceived by wolves in sheep's clothing. Um, hopefully this lesson will bless and equip the saints of the Most High. God bless. This is the End Time Shofar broadcast. God bless you guys.